0: Bible to Colossians chapter 1 verse 25, Colossians chapter 1 verse 25, tonight we're going to begin to talk about faith in the anointing, faith in the anointing, hallelujah, glory to God. So here in Colossians chapter 1 verse 25 it reads, where have I made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to do what? To fulfill the word of what? God, or fulfill is deficiency. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generation, but now is made manifest to his saints. Say, something's being manifested to me today. Come on, say, something's being manifested to me today. To whom God would make known what is the riches. Somebody say riches. For God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Once again, we're talking about what? Faith in the anointing. The reason faith is so important is because The challenges that we will face in these last days, those without faith are going to need somebody with faith. Let me say it again. Because of the challenges that we will face in these last days, those without faith, come on, are going to need somebody with faith. Come on, they're going to need you. Tell your neighbor, they're going to need you. And that's not just non christian but it's also Christians that you know. Amen. Amen. One man said, faith in these last days is going to be worth more than gold. Let me say it again. Faith in these last days is going to be worth more than gold. Look at Luke chapter 18, verse 8. Luke chapter 8, if you have a red letter edition, we know this is Jesus talking. We call it the hot sauce. Amen. In your B.I.B. written word of God with the pages, it should be in red. <laughs> Amen. Luke chapter 18, verse 8, it says, I tell you that he will what? Avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when a son of man cometh. Shall he find what? Shall he find what? Faith on the earth. So what is Jesus going to be looking for when he returns? What? Faith. He's going to be looking for faith or people with faith. Somebody say faith. We'll also turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Where it says, looking unto who? Jesus, the what? The author and finisher of our what? Of our what? Faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. But notice says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher. The author and what? The author and what? Finisher. The word finisher means one who perfects it or one who develops it. Let me say it again. The word finisher means one who perfects it or one who what? Develops it. It says here our faith comes from Jesus and he's responsible for helping us perfect it. And he's responsible for helping us develop our faith. Come on, say amen somebody. And that's why intimacy... Say it again. That's why intimacy with Jesus and the Holy Ghost is so important. Let me say it again. That's why intimacy with Jesus and the Holy Ghost is so what? Important. See, what what happened is the Spirit of God will tell you to get up early in the morning and pray. And you may not feel like getting up. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. And some of you will actually say, I don't feel like getting up right now. Like some of y'all do every early morning prayer. Come on, say amen, somebody. But think about it. He doesn't say that when you ask him for something. He doesn't say, I don't feel like answering you today. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. See, it takes what? It takes spending time with God. To get things from God. You didn't hear what I just said. It takes spending time with God. To get things from God. You can't expect to get something from God. If you're not spending any time with God. And God wants intimacy with us. Let me say this. God wants intimacy us and see a lot of people have not developed their faith because why because faith requires intimacy with God and that's why their faith is not developed oh come on say amen somebody what happened you'll find guess what you'll find you're believing God for something and see when you're believing God for something it makes you God conscious Why? Because faith draws you into God's presence, folks. Say it again. Faith draws you into God's presence. A lot of times, people don't get the results that they want. Come on. In terms of like music, musicians, come on. Or in terms of their service. Because why? There's no intimacy, and intimacy is required. Somebody tell you, ain't there, but it's required. Why? That's a part of growing up. That's a part of what? That's a part of what? Growing up. See, before, come on, we could bump God in the side and say, God, I need this and I need that. Come on. See, you can do that when you were young in the Lord. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. But as you get older, which you're supposed to do, which you're supposed to do, as you get older and you start developing in the things of God, God wants you to get a little bit more mature than that. Are you following me out here? But the question is, once again, faith. Why faith? Go to Mark 4.35. Why faith? Why faith? The answer to that question, why faith, is the only way to fulfill your destiny it's going to be by faith. Amen. Let me say it again. The only way you're going to re- or receive your, or, or complete your destiny is going to be by what? Faith. By what? Faith. You're not going to fulfill your, your destiny without faith. Amen. You're going to need what? Faith. Back in the back, what you're going to need? Faith. faith. Mark four thirty-five. He says, In the same day when evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the what, other side. So their destiny was to get over unto the, get over unto the, get over unto the other side. Because why? There was a work to do on the other side. Amen. And verse thirty-six says that when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and it was also with him other little ships. Then verse 37, out of nowhere, there rose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And you could just picture this where they sent up their bucking, you know, taking buckets and trying to buck out the water. Come on, say amen somebody. You know, bail out the water, bail out the water. And it says in verse 38, while they being frantic trying to get this water out the boat, it says, in the hinder part of the ship, where was Jesus? I sleep on a- Asleep on a pillow and said they awake wake him and say it unto them master care thou not that we perish but notice Jesus didn't even take them on he didn't give their question uh, even a second thought a first thought come on say amen somebody it says he arose and he did what rebuked the wind and said to the sea what peace be still and the wind that what? ceased, And there was a the great come. Then in verse 40, he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Tell your neighbor, why is it? Ask him, how is it that you have no faith? See, I believe Jesus knew what was coming. He knew that storm was coming. But what was he doing? He was waiting for the disciples to take care of it. Because why? Remember, he was sleeping on the pillow. While they were making all this commotion about this storm. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, the question is, why was he expecting them to do something? He was expecting them to do something because why? Because Jesus always preached. He always preached heaven's solutions all the time. Let me say it again. He preached heaven's solutions all the time. Why? Because heaven's solution gets heaven's extraordinary results. Kenneth Copeland made a statement. He said, you can live like you're on vacation 365 days a year. Say it again. You can live like you're on vacation 365 days a year. See, when you go on a true vacation, a true vacation. See, you can't go on vacation and go to your mama's house or family's house, or go that ain't no vacation because they're gonna put you to work. (laughs) When you go visit family, that ain't no vacation. (laughs) That <laughs> ain't even a state, eh? Don't even put in there. <laughs> but when you go on a true vacation, what happens? You relax. You turn off your telephone. Come on, you go swimming. Come on, if you play golf, you play golf. You play tennis, you play tennis. You, if you go to the gym, you go to the gym. Whatever you do, you just, you just relax and you just enjoying yourself. Amen? You turn your mind off when it comes to worrying. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Why? Because you're on a true vacation. So Some of y'all ain't been on a true vacation. <laughs> a lot of y'all ain't been on a true vacation. Amen? I'm talking about a vacation where we just relax and don't worry about a thing. That's the problem with most Christians today. They don't never take a true vacation. Like I said, visiting family is not a vacation. (laughs) Let me say it again. Visiting family is not a vacation. Are you following me out there? Because, number one, everybody want to see you. You can't just visit one house. Come on, say amen, somebody. And if you you miss somebody, you're going to hear it by the time you get back home. You don't never come see us. Come on, say amen, somebody. But a true vacation, there's no worrying. A true vacation, you just sitting back and you're what? Relaxing and you're getting everything off your mind. You ain't worried about anything at home because God can take care of everything at home. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Why? Because you're on what? You're on a true vacation. (laughs) But what we don't understand is that we were designed to live this way. Come on, say, I was designed to live on vacation. We were designed for paradise, folks. We were not designed to live hard. Hello? Hello? Go to Isaiah 51.3. That's what the Word of God says here in Isaiah 51.3. Isaiah 51.3. It says, For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. And he will make her wilderness like Eden. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. And her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving, and the voice of melody. Come on, that sounds like vacation to me. See, this is huge because why? This means all your prayer requests for you was going to go away. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. See, in these last days, guess what? The latter rain is going to wash away all your shame that you ever had. Somebody say latter rain. And see, that's heaven on earth. Somebody say heaven on earth. See, we want to live without getting angry. I didn't get enough amens in here. I see people, some people didn't open their lips. Let me say it one more time. We want to live without getting angry. Without getting tense about something. Amen. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Come on. That's the way I want to live. Is that the way you want to live? And see, that's the way we're supposed to live so that we can live long. Amen. And see, I don't know about you, but I'm going to endeavor to live carefree. Amen. Come on. So don't bring me nothing. Don't no mess. Because why? I believe there's a heavenly solution for everything, and I'm going to smile at you and give you a heavenly solution answer. Come on, are you with me out here? See, the reason why faith is so important, because why? It's the only way to defeat the devil. Somebody say the only way. Look at 1 John 5, 4. That's the reason faith is so important. because it, it is what? It is the only way to defeat the devil. 1 John 5, 4. <laughs> Notice what it says here. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even... Our what? Our what? Faith. Faith. How do we as believers get victory in this world? How do we as believers get victory in this world? By what? It's our faith that gets us over in this life, folks. Somebody say my faith. faith. Come on, say my faith. faith. We'll go to Romans 1, 17. It's your faith that gets you over. It's your faith that gets you to victory. Romans 1.17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to what? Faith as it is written, The just, the just, shall what? Live. How? Do we have any just people in this room? How are you supposed to live? Amen. So in other words, the only way we're going to get things done is by faith. Not by you crying. Not by you boohooing. Not by you looking sad face, mean face, angry face, ugly face. Come on, say amen, somebody. The only way you're going to get something done is by what? Faith. Because why? The just shall live by faith. Go to Matthew 28, 18. That's the only way we're going to get things done. All the other stuff you're doing, it ain't doing nothing but getting you deeper into a hole. Because there's no faith in that. Tell neighbor there's no faith in that. And the only way you can get things done is what? By faith. Now we're talking about faith and anointing. You see, my wife and I, we came to St. Thomas by faith. Amen. Say it again. We came to St. Thomas by faith. faith. Amen. Well, in our prayer closet, the Lord gave us this word which we had in our brochures when we first got here. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go you, therefore, and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to do what? Amen. To observe and do all the things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. And He has been with us always, Amen. even unto the what end of the world? Amen. Amen. And see, when we or when I received that word, that was it for me. Amen. Meaning, I began to meditate that scripture. Amen. That we're supposed to do what? Go into all the world and teach. Are you following me out here? Well, the question is, what is meditation? Meditation is a God-given process that provides a permanent change in your thinking. Let me say it again. Meditation is a God-given process that provides a what? Permanent change in your what? In your thinking. See, you meditate on a word from God long. If you meditate on the word of God long enough, the key is long enough. Some people don't meditate on the word of God long enough, and they stop short. Then they want to blame God why they didn't get nothing, nothing changed, because they stopped short. Once again, you meditate on the word of God long enough, what happens? One day the light will come on. Come on. And it would be like something exploded on the inside of you. See, we knew on the inside it was time for us to go. Amen. So we started acting on our faith. Let me say it again. We started acting on our faith. We started giving everything away. Um, we were just giving everything away. Amen. We said, who wants the furniture? Come on. Who wants the clothes? Who wants the kitchen table? Come on. Who wants the dining room set? Come on. Say amen, somebody. We start cleaning house in preparation to leave we didn't know when but we knew where we're going come on say amen somebody and when we gave our last item away or we put it out there for the garbage man to pick it up that was that thursday we got a call that friday from bishop's office that we were flying out that monday Why? We did everything by what? Faith. faith. Well, what do we do? Mm-hmm. We did everything based on the fact that we received a word by faith. Yes. Then we spoke it out by faith, and when faith is developed on the inside of me, come on, now faith is what? Release. Now confidence is there, and now we were ready to go. Amen. What about hesitation? Come on, say amen, somebody. And see, family really didn't understand. Say it again. Family really did not understand. Come on. They were saying, you don't know anybody in St. Thomas. And we certainly don't have no family there. (laughs) Come on, say amen, somebody. But listen to this. Because many times... Faith will put you in a place of ridicule that a lot of people don't want to go to. They don't want to go there. People don't want to be ridiculed about anything. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen? And say, there's a reason why there's faith in the church and there's a reason why there's there's a lack of faith in the church. But faith is the only way You can access your promises. And faith is that peace that we need to overcome any obstacle of the devil. Hallelujah. Why? Because faith puts you in the driver's seat. Let me say it again. Faith puts you where? In the driver's seat. And you got to listen to people that blame people because I can't, you know, the system did this and the system did that. And I can't go further because of the black man, the white man, the yellow man, the green man, and all the other stuff. Come on, say man, somebody. Society is putting me down. The government's putting me down. Come on. When people start blaming someone else, that's a sure sign that they're not in faith. Let me say it again. When people start blaming somebody else, it's a sure sign that they're not in faith. Because why? You can't stop faith. I don't care what you do. You cannot stop faith. That's why black folks need to be taught faith. Oh, are you with me on that? Because you don't need to blame anybody, folks. And see, you can't blame and bless with the same mouth, folks. Yeah. Why? Because there are two different sides. And see, faith makes you what? Independent of a system. Yeah. Let me say it again. Faith makes you independent of a system. You got people here and say, Thomas are afraid to go to the states. Because why? Young people. Because they're afraid they're going to get shot by the popo. They're afraid they're going to be one of those people they see on their Facebook page are being pulled out, dragged out the car by your hair, thrown on the car, thrown on the ground, violated. Come on, say amen, somebody. So they're afraid. But think about it. Of all the instances you've seen, of all this stuff going on with police officers, have you ever seen a Christian get out the car saying the name of Jesus? No, nope. never. <laughs> have you ever seen anybody as a Christian get thrown out the car? I mean, I'm pretty sure they have. But what are Christians supposed to do? See, by faith, I ain't got to worry about that because I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus when the police officer gets out of the car. But people are afraid to go to the States because of what they see on TV, what they see on Facebook, YouTube. Come on, say amen, somebody. What they have in the news, you know, Black Lives Matter. Come on, say amen. Amen. (laughs) But if I'm in that arena with them, I'm in no faith zone. See, by faith, I don't believe I'm ever going to get pulled over. And by faith, my bishop taught me how to act when I when they do pull me over. <laughs> you tell me to move my hands, I'll tell you I'll move them when you tell me to. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Not gonna get smart with you. Not gonna talk back to you. I'ma say yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You hear that young people. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I don't care how ugly they get, because why? I'm a man of faith. I ain't gotta act like them. And I ain't gotta get with them, telling you that ain't me, that that's violate my constitutional rights. Stupid. He got a gun. He ain't worried about your constitutional rights. <laughs> So, faith makes you independent of a system, folks. Yeah. If I'm a man of faith, I don't worry about things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about the system that's what? That's trying to hold you back, discriminating against you. Come on, say amen, somebody. Yeah. See, I don't care if they dis- dis- discriminate against me. I don't care. Are you with me out there? I say, so what? Why? You have to set yourself free from the system that Satan has been using to keep you from your destiny. And if you keep going that discrimination route, you'll never get there because that's nothing but the devil trying to get you to make excuses of how you're supposed to be living. You're supposed to be living by faith. Not getting in the coffee shop talking about, who, uh, we, we should be better than this and we should have done this and the government should have done this and they should have done this and we ain't going away because of this. We ain't part of that. Amen. Come on, say amen somebody. Amen. Go to Acts 10.34. See, can't nobody stop me. Amen. Say it again. Can't nobody stop me. Once again, you got to free yourself from the system that Satan has been using to keep you from your destiny. And he'll keep having you make excuses of why you're not where you're supposed to be. You'll blame everybody else but anybody but you because you're not operating by faith. Acts 10.34. Then Peter opened up his mouth and said, of truth I perceive that what? God is no what? Come on, say that out. Say, God is no respecter of persons. Verse 35, but in every nation he that fear of him and work of what? Righteousness is what? Is accepted what? With them. Listen, that means I have the same access to his blessing that everybody else has. So you can't stop me. And faith is the way you get things done, folks. We just read the just shall live by what? Faith. The just shall live by what? Faith. Faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look at Mark chapter 6 verse 36. You have the same access to the blessing that everybody else has. Can nothing stop you folks? Can nothing stop you folks? Can nothing stop you? I don't care if your employer don't like you or not, he can't stop you. Mark 6:36. Here Jesus was teaching, and it was getting late. And one of his disciples suggested in verse 36: Send them away that they may go into a country roundabout and into the villages and buy themselves what? Bread. Bread. For they have nothing to eat. He answered and said to them, Give you them to eat. In other words, he said, You feed them. Let me say it again. He said, What? You feed, you feed them. And they said unto him, Shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread and give them to eat? But notice, he says, You feed them. He said, What? 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 You feed them. what is Jesus doing? He's now going to give you a project that requires faith. Let me say that again. He's going to give you a project. And the only way you're going to get it done is going to be by faith. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. And see, he gives projects that require faith on purpose, folks. Are y'all with me in here? He gives us projects that require faith. He does it on purpose. A good example, even Island Praise Bliss was a faith project. That was a faith project, believe me. See, when they came with me with the idea, I knew it was God. I didn't go to them. They came to me. Come on, say amen, somebody. But I also knew the expenses it takes to do something like that from previous experience. (laughs) Amen? But I couldn't look at that. But I couldn't look at that. Come on. So I sat down with these two men from St. Croix, and we set a date. Now, keep in mind, now, I remember it was last year, beginning of last year, beginning of the uh, the year before that. I remember I I got up and said, we're going to start having, you know, one year, we're going to start Island Praise Blisses again. So I knew, you know, one day in the future, we're going to have Island Praise Blisses again. But I had no idea it was going to be this soon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> come on say amen somebody so when they came over from St. Croix and we met them here at the church and we're looking at the location you know we're thinking about the places Other there's no, there's no other really no place here in, in St. Thomas that has a field like that that we could use like high school field like we did before and Cancron field you know I mean it was full of debris come on say amen somebody amen I looked at my little parking lot that wouldn't hold nothing Maybe one ride. Come on, say Amen. <laughs> amen. Glory to God. So I said, well, let's go look over, let's go over to the land across the way. Amen. Now you gotta remember, at this time, the trailers were still spread out all over the place. Amen. Amen. Come on, even a toilet that was left up, it was not even stand in no mouth that's the only thing I was standing there was a toilet. <laughs> come on, say amen, somebody. There was a mound of dirt on the land. Wapa had some stuff on the land. Come on, it looked a mess. Somebody say it looked a mess. Now, in the natural, this was a lot to get done in less than two months. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. But we set a date, (laughs) but we set a date anyway because I was going by, I was going by Faith. faith. And when you set a date, the devil doesn't like you to set a date because faith overrides time. Faith tells time what to do. So I announced it. Now understand this. When you're in faith, when you're in faith, nobody can stop you from having what you're seeing and saying. Let me say it again. When you're in faith, Nobody can stop you from what you're seeing and saying. Nobody or nothing. Come on, say amen somebody. Well, think about it. Give you an example. Joshua and Caleb. Go to Numbers 14.1. They were getting ready to go into the promised land. We know God, you know, they, they sent out 12, amen, spies, and only two came out with a what? Came back with a good report. The others came back with a what? Bad report and the people received the bad report over the good report. Amen? And verse one it says, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people did what? Wept that night. And all the children of Israel did what? Murmur, because sometimes, you know, sometimes we just can't reveal everything to y'all because some of y'all will murmur. <laughs> I don't know why Pastor doing that? Some of y'all probably murmuring well, I says, have an I did in place, Chris?" Come on, say, "Amen!" Somebody, somebody's always murmuring, murmur, 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 murmur. <laughs> always got something to say. Ain't doing nothing, but always got something to say. So all the children of Israel, all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them. Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt. Or would God that we had died in this what? Wilderness. But look at verse 6. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephthah, which were of them that searched the land, did what? Rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of children of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to search it, it's an exceeding good land. Magic, you need to turn me up a little bit. A seeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then He will bring us into this land and give it us a land flowing with what milk and honey. Only rebel not against the Lord. Neither fear you the people. Fear you the people. Neither fear you the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Fear them not. Now the question is, how did the congregation receive their word? Verse 10, but all the congregation bade stone them. Bade them to what? They them were stone. In other words, they were going to stone them. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of what? Israel. They wanted to stone them, but they couldn't because why? Nobody can stop you from having what you're seeing and what you're saying. Magic, turn me up. You did not hear me. Nobody can stop you from what you're seeing. Nobody can stop you from having what you're seeing and what you're saying. Let me say it again. Nobody can stop you from, what, from having what you are seeing and what you are saying. Tell your neighbor, nobody can stop me. Tell another neighbor, nobody can stop coming. you. Come on, you got to get this, folks. You got to get this. Nobody can stop you from having what you're seeing and what you're saying. See, I could see the island praise book on that land. I could see the rides. Come on, amen. say amen somebody. Are you with me out here? And my wife will tell you, you know, she didn't want me to tell the congregation right off. <laughs> amen. She didn't want me to tell the congregation off. No, this before I signed the papers or anything. Come on, amen. But I think I don't know if it was a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning. I don't know which one. I'm not sure. But the Holy Spirit said, announce it. He said, announce it. So what I do? I announced it. Now, the land was still a mess, but I announced it anyway because why? Faith takes you out there. Oh, y'all y- y- listen to me out here. What happened? Faith, what? faith takes you out there. See, a lot of people are singing about faith. A lot of people are talking about faith, reading about faith but they are not really demonstrating any faith. Faith is not being demonstrated. And faith is the way you're supposed to live. Let me say it again. Faith is the way you're supposed to live. Amen. Now, I'm looking at this land. The time is ticking. I have less than two months to get this land ready. Now it's down to one month. Come on, if he's over there, you know, we had to remove all the steel off the footings. And then the steel had to be cut up and removed off the land. That was just the steel. That didn't include all the debris, the aluminum siding, all the rest of the stuff. That was spread out across the land. Come on, say amen, somebody. We had a month, less than a month to go. But I had to, I said, this thing got to speed up. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. amen. This thing got to what? Speed up. Whopper still had a big pile of stuff. I told them a month ago, I'm getting ready to have something on the land. I need y'all to remove your stuff off the land. They still hadn't moved anything. Which turned out to be a blessing. I'll let you know that in a minute. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So I had to speed things up. And I believe what sped things up is the seed I had sown to KBM and Word of Faith Southfield. Why? Because seed speeds up time. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me in here. And after I sowed that seed, everything started clicking. Come on, land was still being removed. Come on, land was being cleared. But I still had Wampa. Glory to God. But what happened was Wampa had asphalt and sand on my land. <laughs> Come on, say amen somebody. Amen. And I told the guy, the guy called me, I said, you, if y'all don't remove it, I'm going to spread it. <laughs> I, I gave y'all a month already. <laughs> Come on. If you don't remove it, I'm going to spread it. The man called me back because what happened was he passed his deadline. So they start spreading something of the asphalt. I get a call while I'm in Home Depot, talking about Your your people are spreading my asphalt. I said, I told you. You don't move it. I'm going to spread it. (laughs) Come on, say amen somebody. And he tried to get ugly. I said, wait a minute. You've had your stuff on my land for two years. And I didn't charge you a thing. And you're going to call me getting upset when I gave you ample time to remove it? Then he talked about the sand. I said, well, you know, what are you going to do with the sand? I said, I'll spread it if you don't move it. He said, don't, don't touch my sand. Please don't touch my sand. I'll come and move it. I'll come move Then he said, I'll, I'll move the asphalt too. I said, okay. He can't remove the sand. But guess what? He left the asphalt. Come on. So they finally said, go ahead and use it. So guess what? I had asphalt on the land. Because I need an asphalt on a bill. We had a muddy mess out there. <laughs> oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Then I got some more asphalt from Port Authority. They only, only wanted to give me two loads. But we ended up getting five. Amen. Amen. Come on. It was all God, folks. Amen. See, when you go in faith... God gets involved. Let me say that again. When you go in faith, God gets involved. What happens? God starts working things out, folks. Come on, are you with me out there? So we're talking about faith. Go to Romans chapter 10, verse 6. Romans 10, verse 6. Come on, anybody with me in here? Verse 6 says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thy heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is what? Nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shall shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be what? Saved. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Then he says, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord for the same Lord overall is what rich unto all them that what call upon him verse 13 and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what saved. how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear, hear, hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring what? Glad tidings of good things. Verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How's faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. It says through faith. What? We understand that the worlds were framed by the The word word of God so that the things which are seen were made of things which do what? Appear. But let's stop right here. It says through faith we understand. Through faith we what? Understand. Think about that. Through faith we what? We understand. Galatians chapter 3, verse 8. Through faith we what? Through faith we what? Understand. Galatians chapter 3, verse 8. It says, And the scripture foreseen that God would justify the heathen through what? Faith. Through what? Faith. Through faith. Preach before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, And these shall all the nations be what? Blessed. So it says God preached what? The gospel to whom? To Abram. God preached the what? The gospel, the gospel to who? Abram. And the way Abram had to receive that was by what? Faith. By what? Faith. By faith. Come on. God said, listen. I was driving down waterfront. God said, I want you to call that man at the old mill again. How did I have to receive that? By By what? By what? Faith. By what? Faith. Not filter it no. through human reasoning. No. And that's a danger, folks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we don't see a lot of miracles. Yeah. Come, on, come, on. come on. Now, I had already signed a contract to purchase the three acres over there. But the Lord said, call that man again. And ask him if he's ready to turn that place into a church. Yeah. Amen? So, what did I have to do? I didn't fight what he said. I had to receive his word by what? Faith. By what? Faith. faith. Now, when I received it by faith, now it's what? It's churning, and I begin to see in through revelation. How it can be done. Listen, folks. Are you listening? The church is supposed to be the biggest landowners in every city on every island. Are oh, y'all to hear what I just said? The church is supposed to be the biggest landowners in the city, folks. Matter of fact, look at Second Corinthians eight nine. We're supposed to be the biggest landowners. You're supposed to have land, Landza. Second Corinthians eight nine. says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for my sake, he became what? Poor. That I through his poverty might be what? Might be what? Rich. Might be. What? Rich. Might be rich. Well, I didn't say this. God said this. Go to Psalms one twelve three. Amen. Talking about the blessed man. Talking about the blessed man. Are you a blessed man or a blessed woman? Come on. Are you blessed? Amen. Well, the blessed person that says in verse 3 wealth and riches shall be in his house. His righteousness what endure forever. What's supposed to be in your house? What's supposed to be in your house? Come on, nobody can stop you from what you're seeing or saying. You better say something. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. Nobody can stop you from having what you're seeing and what you're saying, folks. If you ain't saying nothing, you ain't getting nothing. Deuteronomy 28, 12. It says, the Lord shall open unto thee his what? His what? good treasure the heaven to give rain into the land in his season and he shall bless all the work of thine hand and thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow come on I'm supposed to be a lender and not a bowler and God says he's not a respecter of persons Now, what happens is, when you start reading the scriptures like this, reason steps in. Now, reason is going to ask you, how is that going to happen? Don't believe that. There's no way. Don't you know you've been broke all your life? So don't believe what he's saying up there. And see, people in the church have not believed what God has said. Amen. And because of it, we haven't made it to the place where we're supposed to be. Amen. Amen. And listen to this think about it. You know, they say we have an immigration problem in the United States, right? And everything's about immigration. Come on. See, the immigration problem. It's not a problem with people. It's a problem with money and power. You have never seen an immigrant that wants to come to a poor country. (laughs) Come on, say amen, somebody. The reason why immigrants want to come to America... Is because why? They believe there's opportunity here. And they believe there's some money here. Come on. Say amen, somebody. And what I'm saying to you now is that the kingdom of God and the church is a nation. It's a holy nation. Come on. And there's never... Listen. There's nothing else that's been like it on the face of the earth. And guess what? When you leave here, there won't be anything like it after you leave. It talks in that Joel chapter 2, chapter 2 says that. Come on, you with me out here? See, we're supposed to be the light of the world. People should be trying to get into our world. We talked about this. It's supposed to listen. It's supposed to be drawing them to us, folks. Come on. I know we talked. I talked about the Rothschilds, who were the richest people in, in, in the richest people, rich people in history. Amen. And they were not a godly folk. They were not godly people, folks. Amen. But they said once again, they said, "I don't care who's in office, Amen. as long as I got the money." They said, I don't care who's in office as long as I got the money. Because why? Because he knew money was going to be the bottom line. People, money is going to be the bottom line. No, I'm not talking about prosperity, but I'm talking about stewardship. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. You see, redemption... Is not complete without divine provision. Let me say it again. Redemption is not complete without what? Divine Divine provision. Let me show you. Go to Exodus 3.19. Redemption is not complete without what? Divine. Divine provision. Exodus 3.19. Now, they were in Egypt for years. Then it came down to a certain generation, folks. Let me say it again. They were in Egypt for how long? For years. Then it came down to a certain generation that Moses came to. It came down to a what? It came down to a what? It came down to a what? came down to a what? See, you are that generation. You are that generation. We're called a chosen generation. Come on. We were chosen for such a time as this. But notice what God tells Moses to say here. He says in verse 19, And I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. And I will give him, I will give this people favor. And I'll give this people what? I'll give this people what? Favor. Favor means God is leaning in your direction. Come on, lean. Come on, lean a little bit. You ain't lean. (laughs) <laughs> favor means God's leaning in your what direction he said I'll give this people favor in the sight of Egyptians favor and I'll give these people favor in the sight of Jesus, and it shall come to pass that when you go you shall not go empty See, you're not going out of here empty because why? Redemption is not complete without divine provision. Amen. Amen. And God is saying, I'm going to give you a starting bonus. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> a couple Cover y'all got it. Go to Psalms one to five thirty-seven. God's going to give you what? Come on, say I'll take, I'll take that. Come on, say I'll take that. Because you shall not go away empty. <laughs> Psalms one to five thirty-seven. Because here's how he brought them forth, folks. Here's how he brought them forth. See, when you got saved, you're supposed to get something. It says, he brought them forth also with what? Silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among the tribes. Verse 38, Egypt was glad when they departed for the fear of them fell upon them. Not only did he bless them financially, but he healed them, folks. Come on, say amen, somebody. And guess what? That's what's about to happen. Come on, that's what's about to happen. I don't know about, you know, I'm going to date some of y'all. There was a song back there in the day that went like this. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Come on. (laughs) See, y'all dating y'allself. Y'all dating (laughs) Y'all, people back there say, I heard that one. I heard all the oldies, but goodies, but that one. Because <laughs> why? We're coming out. And the world is going to know, folks. And I'm saying once again, you're about to see something that you've never seen before in the body of Christ. I'm just telling you something. But if you just receive it, how how why so that you can participate for if you don't receive what i'm saying you're not going to participate in it go to genesis 31 7 think about jacob who did jacob work for laban who was he was a he was a trickster come on amen Jacob says in Genesis 31, 7, this is how bad he was. And your father deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But God suffered him not to hurt me. But he said he changed my wages ten times. Ten times. And you complained about your employer? I ain't getting no raise. How about if you was going backwards? <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. But somebody changed their ways just ten times. Now it's hard for Jacob to get out. Because why? You need some money to get somewhere. So what did God do? God gave him a revelation. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. He showed him how to believe for going all the way down to the chromosome and the gene level of an animal and switched it. And it says in verse verse 1, we read it before, of 31, and he heard the words of Laban's son saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's. And of that which our father's has, he has gotten all this what? Glory, which we know is provision. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. I want you to see this because why? God has for what God has for you. I want you to see this because what God has for you. It's going to take money to be able to establish a worldwide kingdom. What God has for you is going to take money, folks. So God wants some of his people with some money. Some of you familiar with Peter Daniels. He's, you know, he... He believed in investing in the gold bullion. He used to preach around the United States. But he said, if you leave money in the devil's hands, you'll never stop the moral slide. You hear what I just said? If you leave money in the devil's hands, you will never stop the moral slide. So we need the money, folks. Come on. Why? There are churches to build. There are poor to feed. Come on, say amen, somebody. There are people that we need to get into the kingdom. And guess what? God's going to do it through you. Come on, say, I'm the chosen generation. Come on, he's going to use you to do a mighty work in the earth. I want you to say, I'm coming, I'm coming out. And I'm not coming out empty. on, well, lift your hands and give God praise. Come on, say, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, you're coming out. You're coming out. And you're not coming away empty-handed. Father, we thank and we praise and we glorify. You've been in Egypt too long and you're coming out. You're coming out. You're coming out. Why? If I can see it and I'm saying it, nothing can stop me from having it. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing because my faith will override anything. You cannot stop me.